Hey guys, welcome back to the Money Woman Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Agnelli, here with my co-host, Peter Price. Thank you. And our guest today, John Dewar. Yeah. How's it going, fellas? Good, man. John, I've heard so much about you. Pete's given me the uh, the full scoop, so I'm incredibly honored to meet you in person. I'm excited to hear about your story. Um, you are one of Palm Beach's socialites, I hear. <laughs> that's and a good title. That's a good yeah. one. That's a very yeah, like good one. That. One of the hats, I guess. A, well, <laughs> yeah. a well-known man. Uh, yes, for good reasons, either. which is a good thing. Um, so with that being said, John, a little bit of an off-the-cuff question. What's your favorite thing about Palm Beach? It used to be the women, but it <laughs> can't be that anymore. That's a good answer. Uh, it still is. It still is. Uh, I, you know what? Honestly, it's going to sound cheesy, but my favorite thing about Palm Beach is the people there. And yeah. it's a big family, uh, as Pete knows, being in the hospitality industry uh, ever since I moved down to West Palm back in 2008, um, you just you keep meeting people and you keep building your family out. And everybody watches out for each other, takes care of each other from one restaurant to the next bar. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's you know somebody that cuts hair, somebody that sells real estate yeah. like myself, I mean, everybody kind of takes care of each other. So my, my favorite part about Palm Beach and West Palm is, is sort of that family aspect. Is it just the hospitality aspect of Palm Beach or is it kind of the overall aspect? Because I know hospitality takes care of each other. I think it's a little bit of both, if yeah. you don't mind me jumping in. I think it's a little bit of both because like that same amount of like camaraderie that you get between like the staff of multiple establishments, you also sort of get with like the regulars of those. I mean, Dewey, you're almost an example. You don't work at any of those places. <laughs> <laughs> we just love you, Kinda. you know? Like, <laughs> uh, no, but he's 100% correct because I used to be in hospitality yeah. down there. And, right. and um, so But the regulars become a part of that family. Exactly. You know? And the that's people the that cool show part. face yeah. there all the time become a part of that squad and a part of the family. And I think that's what what makes a lot of those spots so successful and like such a like I don't want to say cult following because that almost makes it sound bad but yeah. like people fucking love one two three but I think that's because when they go there they feel like they're a part of the crew there you know isn't it because I'm a Jupiter guy right and Jupiter's almost having starting to have the influx of money as a Palm Beach Island obviously not close to it right. but Jupiter's got a lot of money coming into it right now and it's I feel like sometimes it's hard or it's the perception is it's hard to find good people in such a money-centric place where so many relationships are transactional is I only want to talk to you so you can invest in me and totally. X and Y um, but I hear so many so many uh, different opinions as as like as you guys are saying how it's a tight family so mm-hmm. it confuses me sometimes because I feel like Palm Beach Island is a place where you could be sitting at a bar next to a random guy and like you could be shooting the shit with a millionaire, yeah. you know, and, and it's kind of regular commonplace. And there's place. definitely both, you know. Don't yeah. get it twisted. Like, yeah. when you walk in, it's 100% people who you will love to be around all the time. <laughs> you know, it's, there's still definitely Yeah, there's still another there 20 also. or 30% you don't want to be around. I mean, when I first went down to Palm Beach, um, you know, I'm a kid from Baltimore, and this is when I started working with Rocco at Rocco's Tacos, mm. and we would go over to the island, go to Kachina. And this was back when it was the old horseshoe bar. Yep. And every guy was in a blue blazer and khaki pants. And yep. Rocco and I'd show up in a t-shirt and ripped jeans and, you know, get sort of the, the stink guy a little <laughs> bit. So I think it's definitely changed. It's definitely evolved. And I will um, say, especially now, it doesn't, I don't think, have to do anymore with whether or not you have money. I don't think so either. I know plenty of really nice guys with money. And I know a lot of broke douchebags, you know? No. But also, I think the perception of the millionaire in today's world is different. You could be a fucking 19-year-old crypto king and be a fucking millionaire. Right. I think 20 years ago, the guys in their 40s and 50s walking in with the blazer suits and their sons, who are second-generation multi-millionaires, yeah. that was the money. Mm-hmm. But you could be a random person walking off the street in ripped jeans and a, and a, a jacket, and you could be the multi-millionaire influencer or whatever it is. You know? Which I think is sort of the reason for my answer. 
you know, and it can sort of go both ways, yeah. you know, being that overnight success, and we'll just use that same example, like Crypto King, you can either become the nicest millionaire ever because two days ago you were just a normal kid on your fucking high school football team or something, right. you know, and now you've got all this money and you don't change, or it could be the exact opposite where you maybe even come for nothing, but you made this money so quickly and with such little effort that now you don't know how to act. Yep. It's crazy. Pete had sent me a, uh, a podcast the other day talking about financial responsibility. Um, John, you're we're twenty six and twenty seven. Yeah. What would you got to call me out like that? I mean, come on, John. Well, <laughs> am, I the, am I the oldest guy on the podcast? You didn't let me finish. John looks like a fucking twenty two year old. Respectfully, handsomely, that's what I mean. Um, he didn't age a day over thirty. What I'm getting at. If you were to give advice to someone in their 20s about financial responsibility, what would it be? Oof. It's tough question. coming from somebody that didn't have that responsibility <laughs> back then uh, and is finally leaning into it now. I, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a guy that loves to travel, loves to eat, loves to have experiences. So my thought is spend money on your experiences, spend money on your moments and your memories and not your materials. Mm. Um I almost a guy, we, we were talking about this earlier, you know, I worked up here in Jupiter for Devasta. I built a new construction home when I was 25. I was like making tons of money working in new construction. That's when the market was going up. Mm. And then all of a sudden the market could crash and I lost everything, 2008, 2009. That's when I moved downtown, uh, which was a good lesson and, a, and a, definitely a better lesson to learn in your mid-20s mm. than, you know, your mid-40s probably, mm. which obviously it happened to a lot of people. Yeah. But, um, you know, save money where you can but you never know when that next day is going to be the last day right um, to the point but you know i think um you know spending on money that you know spending your money on what counts mm -hmm. and what counts to me is is making those memories it's making those relationships um and it's really living life to to the fullest i like that answer a lot i want to touch on something you were just saying for a second because i think there's probably a lot of 25 year olds listening right now that are either have those goals right now of getting their own house, buying a house, building a house, whatever it may be, um, or even maybe not to live in, but to buy real estate. I think that's something that a lot of, you know, young kids are putting on their list of goals, you know, and thinking that's the next step to, uh, to owning assets and gaining, gaining wealth. Um, so what were the steps that you took at that time in your life to get you in a position at 25 years old to be building a home and buying a home? And, uh, you know, now it's obviously many years later. Do you think those steps are still the same, or what do you think the best route is for kids to be taking? Yeah, I mean, back then, you know, I was working six, seven days a week, um, selling homes, uh, packing my lunches, you know, not going out, you know, really saving like one night a month to like, you know, go cut loose downtown okay, or something. Boom. Let's <laughs> say that again for the people yeah. in the back. Yeah. Pack your lunch, dog. Come on, man. Yeah, I shit. mean, look, I grew up with my dad packing my lunch with tuna fish sandwiches and carrot sticks, and kids would have, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. potato chips and. Yeah. and Jello and, and I try to trade and nobody wants to trade with <laughs> carrot sticks. But um, you know, so my my dad is my dad grew up in the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trading you what? Jello for carrots? No, they wouldn't trade me. You know, no, I, I, I was a loser them. that had the carrots. I don't blame them. Um, but you know, my dad grew up in the Great Depression. My dad's yeah. uh, 88 years old, okay. so like we were always told to be humble. We never had flashy things, you know, growing up. Um, you know, we were always told to to give back, and that was if you had enough for yourself, then then you were giving back to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I think you know, kids now, it's again, stop spending money on materialistic things like tennis shoes and clothes. Right. I mean. Dude, I shop at H&M and Zara half the time because, yeah. you know, it's inexpensive. It still looks good. You know, you get a few pieces that you need. Uh, or you could shop you know. at PeteCosto.com and get some of that new millennial mentality merch. Bango! Plug. 
Dick slinger, bitch. Sorry, you can get, <laughs> sorry. What were you saying, dude? No, I, I, li- I like the plug. Shameless like plug. plug. Shameless plug. I should have brought my my shirts in here. Thank you yeah, again for okay, those. Yeah, it's okay, dude. Can't wait to rock those. Um, but yeah, save money where you can. You know, yeah. you don't have to eat out every single night of the week. You don't have. I to, think that's you know, such a powerful it's point. Huge. That's I mean, a powerful money one. like going out to eat these days is ridiculously expensive. Yep. You know, and it's an easy like habit to fall into. I think yeah. you know, it's way too easy to get. I mean, I'm guilty of it myself. That's why I'm saying it. Like ordering breakfast in the morning because you don't feel like getting up and cooking. You know, yeah. I do that shit all the fucking time. You do fucking even a twenty dollar breakfast, which is conservative. If you're getting it delivered, you yeah, know. Yeah, and which you think got about it though, like if you right told there, your mom you ate a twenty dollar breakfast every day, like yeah. your, our parents, or at least mine, would be like, "What the fuck, the are, you fuck are you doing?" Exactly. Dude. Yeah, I mean that's it. Like just doesn't crazy. make any sense. Or going out to a two hundred dollar dinner, like that's like you did that on birthdays and sure. anniversaries and special occasions when. Yeah. And yeah. and again, even for people who are doing well financially and making money, I think that's still a great habit to form of just because you the money's coming in right now and things are okay and you're not stressing financial things, don't start blowing it because like you said earlier, you never know when that time is going to come to an end. Yeah, hundred you know? so percent. Be preparing for it. You know. Yeah, we went through that that crazy roller coaster of the you know the the market housing roller coaster and. I don't think we're going through that again. I mean, obviously, everybody's a little weary of it because the costs have gone up, yeah. both rental and sales. But, um, but again, you never know when you know the next virus is going to hit and everybody shuts down. So talk to us about that for a second. What was it like being 26, 27, 28, and then this, or whatever age you were at that time, you've bought this home, you built this home, I'm assuming you're living in that home, and now all of a sudden it's worth far less than it was when you bought it because the market crashes. Where's your mind at at that time? It was scary. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was scary, bro. It was like, how are you gonna? Can make you say that, some numbers for the people watching? That? How scary? Like, what was the? Well, just like, how am I gonna make the next mortgage payment? Right. right. You know, you've got a four thousand, five thousand dollar mortgage payment all in with everything else, and you're not selling homes because the housing market crashed. So right. sort of all my eggs were in one basket, and right. that's sort of when I went back into hospitality and, and okay. did what I had to do to start making you know money again. I also rented out my house to a baseball player for three months okay. you know, to cover costs and actually- and That was the house you in. were living in uh-huh. previously? I went and moved in with a buddy of mine. Yeah. So again, yeah. the family- Made some sacrifices to yeah. make it work. And I bet that, that humbling that you learned at that age was such a blessing, John. Yeah. Like I bet like that, well, you will continue throughout your entire life because you realize like, and I'm guilty of it too, exactly what you guys were just talking about. Like I'll just throw out random numbers. Business is really good for contractors right now. We've had a really, really good year. I'm blessed for that. But say like two years ago, I was making $50,000 and I was spending $45,000 a year, yeah. saving five grand, right? Say now I'm spending, I'm making 120 grand a year. I'm finding that my, literally my expenses have doubled in two years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I had a long talk with my fiance the other day, but like, and next year, it's really about retracting that expense count, Hell right? Yeah. Because I can't continue to make more money my entire life because that's the goal. And then next time, it's going to be $300,000 a year, but I'm spending two ninety, dollars Because that's not a fucking good feeling living <laughs> it's, that's not That's not, like, great, you yeah, know? No, it's like, it's not. It's stressful and, as fuck. And, and, like, you know, yeah, you could look flashy, but, yeah, but you're not... It just doesn't matter, bro. Yeah, I would right. rather be sitting with six figures in my savings, saying "fuck you." You know, if, if I wreck my car tomorrow, I could go to the you know the, the garage and pay for it, and, and so many things. But listen, if you're making X amount of money, I know kids who are making fifteen dollars an hour who have forty thousand dollars in their savings. Yeah, and it's just because they are responsible with that shit. Yeah, um, I but, think you got to get really real with. Your expenses is the big thing. Too yeah. many people focus on how much money they make, and I need to make more money because I can't afford this lifestyle that I have. 
But I think a lot of people, especially in today's day and age with social media and trying yeah. to keep up with the Joneses, are just living above their means. You yeah, know? And 100%. for you to even say I'm you're guilty, making... I'm guilty of that. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ta- I'm preaching to myself right yeah. now. But for you to even say Same, you're making I'm taking 50... Notes. I swear, yeah, bro. Yeah. This is a mental conversation that I was just having with myself recently. Like... I'm going to start tracking my expenses every day because I, I, I track my income every day, you know, yeah, and that right. fuels me up. You know, I, I make I mark how much money I made that day. And I'm like, I'm going to beat that tomorrow. You know, or I see where I'm at on track for the month. And I'm like, I got to hit this number for the month. I'm very in touch with my income. But for some reason, my savings don't change because I'm not in touch with my expenses. Yeah. You know, I've got a good control and a good handle over how much money I can make. But it's like as soon as I make that money. I've already got the things that I can spend it on, you know? So it's like it never does me any good, you know? It's out just as soon as it's that's in. That's why they call it the rat race, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's what it is, 100%. And, like, like I did um, I did 75 hard beginning of 2021, and I didn't realize for those 10 weeks, holy fuck, how much money I spent going out, this yeah. or that. Like, I'll be honest, this isn't a flex. A normal night going out for me is easily 75 bucks to 100 bucks. You know, if, if it's me and Paige and a group of people, it's 100 plus b- bucks easily. Over the course of 10 weeks, that's, that's fucking a grand, you know, yeah. Yeah. like that. So um, I think it's really important, and, like, for, for us to even say out loud, like, yo, you could be making a shit ton of money, but if you're flexing it and you don't even have it on the back end, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really not. Gary Vee says it all the time, and it's like... Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things he says that I really agree with for sure, but also to a certain extent, you know, like uh, he always says you stop spending money that you don't have on things that you don't need to impress people that you, you don't, don't like. About, exactly. And that's so true, you know, um, but at the same time, treat yourself a little bit, you know, like I also am a big advocate of like, you have to reward yourself. Reward yourself when work. you That's deserve right. it, you know? But also be really honest with but yourself reward about yourself, when you deserve right? it. Right? Reward yourself. Don't do shit for other people that you don't give a fuck about. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You know? um, two, two, on a little bit of a letter, now, two things that, that made me think was, uh, you guys, all we've all worked in hospitality. I worked in a shitty sports bar for a few years, but you guys have as well. Have you ever seen anyone pack their lunch and work a night shift at a hospitality place? Yeah, totally. Really? That's a thing? Page. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot of yeah. a lot of like your all fitness these girls people. into fitness yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they, you'll see them back with the meal prep the thing. And yeah, like, ideal nutrition. When that yeah. came yeah. on the block, all the girls bartending were coming in with an ideal meal. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. at the sports bar, it was like you'd wait till you got hungry and then you'd fucking order something order from food. the kitchen. Yeah. That also happens just as much. Yeah. It's like a fifty-fifty. I mean, obviously, it's, yeah, you yeah. got to do one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good ratios, everyone. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, you said uh, Palm Beach women. Can you describe a Palm Beach woman to me, John? Oof, they're uh, the ideal or the typical? Yeah, the typical. <laughs> they're all they're all different now. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's certainly evolved, which honestly kind of goes back to what we were talking about about how the whole town sort of evolved and everything yeah. else. Because now you're getting um, you know, transplants and implants, you know, no pun intended, that uh, nah. are, are coming from uh, are coming from other states and other cities, right? So. You know, we're maybe back in the day. Oh, I thought you meant literally yeah. at first. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not reading. We don't need to talk about yeah, transplants. Yeah. But uh, the, you know, probably back on the floor, back before you'd have, like, your Lily Pulitzer, like, blonde hair, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. stereotypical, you know, Palm Beach or kind Lily of. Lily Pulitzer was a good one right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, accurate. You know, so where your, your girl's out there looking for money. But honestly, I think, again, I think it's, it's the Italian has evolved so much that there's such a diverse group of people now from right. literally all walks of life, yeah. be it, you know, all ages, you know, income levels, um, different parts, different mentalities mm-hmm. that uh, our cities become much more 
diverse, diverse and different than, it, than it's ever been. Which, I mean, I don't know if you're saying that's a good thing or a bad thing, I think but I'd prefer it that way. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a fantastic thing. Marie, me too. Not like a, a more like a one, two, three, like you ran for a while. Do you have, not regulars, but people you knew of, girls and or men, right, that came in that you knew were searching for someone to be with for money? Like, um, obviously. Like, you call them gold diggers wherever you'd like, but... Is that yeah, like, I guess so. Um... Like, is this obviously something we talk about? Like, people. I go think to at the end of the day, everybody's trying to level up, right? Exactly. It's not like yeah. you're going out looking for like somebody that's like. It's a not loser. like there are people coming in <laughs> saying it. You know, yeah. no one announces it like, oh yeah, wait till yeah, you see yeah, this yeah. guy that comes in, he's paying for all my shit. You know, yeah. like no one really. Although you might hear that once in a while. Too. I guess so, <laughs> but. Uh, you, I guess, really, there's no way of knowing. I, we definitely see it about. and judge yeah. it. Yeah, yeah you yeah, see a beautiful young girl coming with a dude that looks like he's on his last leg. You make your own assumptions, you yeah. know. But and you, do you see that quite a bit? Yeah, yeah. sure. You know. Yeah. And I think you're gonna see that in any town. But you'll see yeah. that everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. I think Palm Beach is. Inch- I'm, I'm happy. No, I'm not happy. I wish I would have dipped my toes a little bit more into it. Obviously, you you know got back here at such a young age right, when you started working at One Two Three mm-hmm. that you really got you know immersed in it. Um, but that whole community it seems like it's such a tight knit family as you were saying, um, and everyone does know everyone or know right. of someone you know. Well, when I was managing Kachina, I was living on the island yeah. right above Kachina, you know. So yeah. I was like literally a part of the community. Yeah. And, like Publix was the Publix on the island that I'd go to. And that public says a fucking valet, you know? Yeah, and yeah. at any given moment, there's like a Rolls Royce, a Ferrari, and any yeah. exotic car that you've probably never seen before in your life is at this Publix. And there's sure. a fucking valet guy. Yeah. Like, does your Publix have a valet? I, I doubt Wait, it. Wait, their Publix has a valet? Yeah, I yeah. just said three Shut times. the fuck up. <laughs> there's a valet guy, yeah. No way. Yeah. And there's I, no real public sign, if you've ever noticed that. No, because right. The whole, Where like, is the Publix there? Exactly. exactly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> No And way. that's like the only like mainstream business on the island, well, right? Yeah, got Star- like a Starbucks is this, oh, right, so the island's one. like I guess you've never allowed to have like chains, right? So like yeah. no chain restaurants. So okay. like um Really? Like, yeah, like, the, Palm, and, and, like Palm Beach Grill is is a Hillstone restaurant, right? Which is Houston's basically or any one of their other But they um, couldn't you know, have a Houston's. But they couldn't there. have a Houston's. Yeah. So Starbucks was like the only one on Worth Avenue mm. beyond, you know, your clothing like your Gucci apparel stores. And shit like that. Uh so Publix, if you go to Publix there, there's no like big neon green and white like public sign. It's literally etched in stone. Yeah. Super light where you'd have to sit there and it's like stare a at it. Publix castle. Yeah. Exactly. And is that literally a city ordinance or like just a not talking I think about it's a, I think it's a city ordinance. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Wow, I fucking love that, to be Pretty honest cool. with you. Yeah. yeah. So the Breakers is like the only Breakers in the world type thing? Yeah. 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 Yep. And that's a privately owned family. I mean, privately owned business by a family. I mean, it's not I've never a been there I want to go. Yeah, let's go. It's a fire. You should it's, take him, Pete. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to stay overnight, but we can go see it's the sights. It's Christmas time. How know? much do you think a room starts there? They're about 800 yeah. a night. That's not like crazy. But And I'm not talking shit about the Breakers, but it's like not... It, when you walk into that room, it's not what you think. When yeah, you you're paying pay for the you're paying for the ambiance. You're paying for the history, the breakers, okay. the location, and you'll the feel pool, the, the being on the ocean. And it is it's it's insane. You do feel the history. It's right. pretty cool. Uh, and then you get into your room, which typically you're not in there right, yeah, that yeah. much. Right, anyway, but it's not so. like a nice, beautiful, modern room. You know, it's no. like a historic room. Yeah. So, John, you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in a relationship? Uh, for about five years, six years, kind of. Okay. 
kind of thing, meaning the full five and six? Or? Well, there was a little, you know, we were together, and then there was a little time off, and okay. then we got together, but we're uh, doing Shog now for the last couple of years. It does happen. You got yeah. to grow up, right? And, then, and as you're aging and as you're growing, you know, things change, and you figure out what works and doesn't work, and um, and that's really what happened with us. It's about yeah. growing together. Like, my sister, we, my sister is married to her high school sweetheart, but five years into the relationship, they took, like, a three-month break. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, that relationship, they took a three-month break. Um, and how did that work for them? I think I think the human mind. If, kill me if I say this, but the human mind okay. mind is always wired to think the grass is always greener. Yeah, yeah I right. could always find something better, whether it be a person, a material, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So whenever you get something or you get comfortable in a relationship for X amount of time, you go out or you have a good time or you meet someone, right? And you're like, wow, the grass is always greener, right? Or it could be greener. Right. And then it wanders. And once it starts wandering, it's hard to pull that back and mm-hmm. say, ah, I got it pretty fucking good where I am. My grass is pretty fucking green right here. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, at that time, they were high school sweethearts. And then three years into college, you kind of hit this point at 20, 21, 22 years old where it's like, is this going the distance? Because if it's not, I want to get the fuck out. Right. Because I'm, I'm not about to spend all my 20s in a relationship that don't, don't work out. Yeah. And I think they kind of hit that point and they talked about it and... I think in a matter of like three months, they figured out like, I don't really want anyone else. Right. And that's a fair conversation to have. Yeah. I think like it's, it's a very fair conversation to have if you're the person in that relationship having those questions about the relationship. It'd be almost fucked up to like let it continue. Yeah, I think you got a man up or woman up and right. and just and just say it. I mean, like where we were at was like not even that. It was more of like I'm not there yet. I need to grow yeah, yeah, and yeah. figure things out on a personal level, which is a really hard thing to. To admit, yeah. right, that like you see your own flaws in yourself, and you need to fix that before you can move on to become in this like relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. And sometimes you're not fueling the fire as much as you need to in the relationship. You know, Absolutely. like a lot of times we try to put it on something else or a situation where it's like, am I really putting in the effort to make this that? Um, it was a funny that you just said that. It's weird the way my mind works, but I had a thought the other day. If your partner offered you one hall pass weekend a year, would you take it? Like happily. Like said, go to Vegas, enjoy yourself. I don't care what you do, what happens when you come back your mind. No, because that's bullshit. Yeah, I, I, don't believe, I don't believe it. Don't the only way that it could happen is if it, there was no... We'll see then. Repercussions. No, no. No, I'm not saying that. Here's what I'm saying. We're all in relationships. Serious relationships, right? They're all going to watch this. All of our women are going to watch this. If Paige looked at me happily and said, hey, I want you to go out there and have a fun time. But you know she doesn't mean it. She can say it happily, but you know she doesn't mean it. Well, and then you know, for that particular, if it's like a talked about weekend... Then, like, then that's all it's being thought about. I don't know, John's swinging. John's swinging. He's going. going I I don't. I don't think he's swinging, dude. No, not like swinging, like swinging, swinging. I knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's changing his. No, you're not. I don't, know. I, I don't believe no, it. No, I, I, I don't. Well, here's the other thing, because then that just it puts that doubt in that person's mind or in right. your partner's mind that, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck, you don't like want that. It's like yeah. it, it. It just builds more stress on you and like yeah. more anxiety mm-hmm. and just. You know, that's just, it's not I don't worth it anymore. In a, in, yeah. in Are that, they cheating on me? Do they want me to go out there? Right. Hey. Okay. In, in an actual relationship where the two people should be together for yeah. the rest of their life, I don't see that scenario actually existing and making sense. You know? There was a cool swingers. movie I saw. It was like, I think it was called like 9 to 5 or something like that. It was this like French girl and this dude's in London and meets an older woman like at a museum. And like her, her um, deal with her husband is from 
like 9 to 5 p.m. during the week. They have, it's their single personal free time. Wow. Interesting. And that's, they, you know, there's no questions asked, blah, 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 blah. And they can go out and do what they want, flirt, and take it however far they want. Mm. And then at night, like, you're back. But it was an agreed upon thing between. Sure. And again, I think it was, it was you know, a French couple or, you know, European, which, you know, Europeans are a little looser than. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Than, than us. Um, but yeah, that always like kind of blew my mind because yeah. it's like shit. Because here's my take on it, right? It was just I I asked the most off the wall questions, and we talk Paige and I talk about all these crazy scenarios. But you know, you we guys talk, had this conversation, <laughs> not the hall pass one, but oh, we, no. we've just we get her. I'll take this to my grave too. I think every guy in this world, if his woman, <laughs> we're on a podcast. What do you mean you can take this to your grave? Okay, that is literally that, 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 video that and sense. audio. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that didn't make sense. I'm fucking riding with this. If any dude in this world, if women, woman, genuinely or person genuinely gave them a hall pass, they might dabble in their toes. I'm just I dabble the toes in the water. I'm just saying, right? I, I don't know. No, I mean, I think every guy would be lying if he didn't say Thank the idea you. intrigues him. Yes. But back to my main point, I'll take this to my grave. I, I just don't believe that it's yeah, genuine, yeah, yeah. you know. So and the it's repercussions gonna, are probably scarier than, than like the. Like, I would rather know, say, yeah. nah, I'm okay, because again, it's gonna put those thoughts in my head of like, why is she okay with this? What's yeah, she doing that makes her yeah. okay with this? You know, I'd rather just. Well, I guess that's the other question. Do they get a free hall pass too? Yeah, yeah. right. That's that's. I, I no guess thanks. I should put that in. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah, no, yeah. thank you. I'm good. <laughs> no, thank you. And do you think if your woman would get a hall pass, she'd say, "Fuck you, I'm staying home," or would you think uh, it's fun? I don't want to speak for JoJo, but I think, yeah, she'd probably say no thank you as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, because back to the page conversation we had, it was like a swinger conversation. Like, do you ever, you know, would you ever see yourself swinging or stuff? Yeah. And I said, right now, at 26 years old, I'm happy as hell. No, I do never see myself swinging. Right yeah. now. But, right now. I'm but, glad you put that in there. But, if I'm, I don't know what I'm going to be like in 24 years when I'm 50, right? Yeah. You know, we've been with her for fucking 27 years at the time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But here's what I'm saying is a lot of people do it. You know, that yeah. you don't know. And I'm sure on the island, there's a lot of little fucking upside down pineapples. If you know, you know. <laughs> Yo, okay. So I just found that out not that long yeah. ago. My doormat is a pineapple. Really? And did, I, did, you turn it, did you turn it around? No, so I didn't know upside down was a thing. I was just told if your your doormat was a pineapple, then it's a sign that you're no, a that then you're in. Is that a thing? I have no idea. That's what I was told. I know if you put a pineapple upside down in your in your public like car, you're you're swinging. Approach okay. me because I'm swinging. Wait, in, in your, your in car. your public car? Oh, the public car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like like I've never heard that. That's you're, so you're funny. walking around Publix and you flip your upside pineapple. Upside down pineapple. That means I'm down. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god. I heard this from a woman, a a, a woman that because I, I worked in Winter Park in Orlando for a while. I was gonna say you heard it probably from somebody at Celebrations in Orlando and that that freaky like old town. No, 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 it's no, like no, all no. the old people like live and it's just like everyone's working everywhere. Yeah, that's so funny. But she had told me of this thing, and then I had seen it before, bro. I swear to God, they flipped the pineapple upside down because it's such like a niche known thing. Like, if you know, you know, you know. You know? Um, so my point was that uh, someone came over one day and was like, "Yeah, a nice uh, doormat," and I was like, "Thanks, you like it?" And they're like, "Well, you know what that means, right?" And I was like, "No, nah, what are you talking about?" They're like, "If you have a pineapple doormat, that means your like swingers live there." No, I was like, I'm shut the fuck it. up. We have a new doormat now. It's, not, gonna a, say so. it's not a pineapple these, these anymore. Or maybe doormat. it really meant nothing, but they just wanted you to switch. Yeah, they were just throwing it out there. To see what cost. Yeah, see your ACs on yeah, 72. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that means, right, big guy? That's so true. <laughs> um, so, John, you are a real estate agent now, and today, um, 
how do you feel about that? Like, and, and when I ask that question, like, what is your why, for instance, in real estate? You know, obviously you'll make good money doing it if you're great at it. But what is kind of your reason for doing it on a day to day? Um, I think like the flexibility of yeah. it, you know, being able to sort of make my own schedule, even though I'm really not making my own schedule. I'm sort of on everybody else's time. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, like, like we had talked about, I'm still doing some hospitality stuff. I host the Palm Beach Food and Wine Festival. I work with a lot of different charities in town. So, when, you, when you say host of, uh, the, the festival, what does that mean? Uh, so we have like a five-day festival. It's from Thursday to Sunday. That's actually next week. And I... Uh-huh. You like that? Yep. Um, and so like I'll, I'll host different dinners and lunches and grand tastings and things like that. Introduce. We have a lot of celebrity chefs that come in. So I do a lot of um, auctioneering and hosting and emceeing all over the island. Palm really? Uh, so that's honestly like I like real estate because it allows me to do many things like i could not be stuck in an office all day yeah i can't be like tied down to one thing i'm I'm like a jack of all trades i like to keep busy i like to you know touch not touch different people but being in in different environments um and touch different lives to be honest with you Uh, i love putting a home over a roof over people's heads um which I think it's unfortunate that a lot of other real estate agents don't look at it like that. Yeah. The money's fucking great. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You make a big fat check when you sell a nice big fat home. Yeah. But that's the only time you get a check. Yeah. We don't get a weekly paycheck. We don't get a weekly stipend. You know, there is nothing coming in. So unless, being a, ten, being a 1099 selling, is stressful, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I'm selling, I'm not making. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it definitely gets, gets stressful. But um, it's been a long time since I've been in the business and a lot of relationships that I've, you know, uh, built and sort of curated and and have uh, have made over the last you know ten years are now starting to kind of all catch up, which is really cool. It sounds like you're a networking king. It, it, like it, would you do like you describe yourself as pretty good networker? You know you know how to kind of not work it, but you you know how to kind of. I work the fucking room. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. definitely a people person. Yeah, right? and I mean this segues into what I wanted to ask you also, and I feel like I already kind of know the answer to it, but I want to hear your take on it. Would you say that you being such a socialite and uh, a public figure in the downtown area translates over to your real estate business and, you know, Absolutely. clients that you get, leads you get? And yeah. Being out in the public obviously is good for It's funny, it, like, that's like a, a two-part question for me because now, yes, like 100%, I get a lot, you know, I, I, a lot of my leads, a lot of, all my business is referral business. Like, right. I, don't, I don't buy leads, I don't get stuff from my, from my company, right. it's all relationships, it's everything that I've built over the years. That's the best business to have, referral business. Yeah, right. and so, so now, yes, that answer is yes. Ten years ago, when I was, you know, trying to break it into residential real estate after working for a new construction for so long, and I was, you know, working at Rocco's, opening mm-hmm. different nightclubs on, on Clematis and, and doing the, you know, VIP stuff and hosting right. and everything else um, and trying to sell real estate. It wasn't working. Yeah. Because people didn't know. What, what did you what, identify? Yeah, like, what, what I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I finally had to, like, and um, read a laugh about this, I'm sure. But, you know, I had to get, like, the monarchy from behind, like, my name. Yeah, right. I opened monarchy when it was, like, yeah. banging back in the day. And, you know, I had to get, like, that away from me in order to, like, really start to excel. The monarchy guy. You know, that like, makes yeah, so yeah, much yeah. sense, actually. Yeah. That, it's that's like, really... Yeah, I mean, you had sense. to, like... Even though they knew I was, like, not sleeping and working all right. the time, that was just the on the forefront of people's minds. And yeah. I had to recondition people's minds of, like, what they thought of me as. Was I the, perception. the VIP door guy or was I, you right. know, the real other? That makes a lot of sense. I, I, I noticed it yeah, in my yeah. field as well where, like... Uh, like a couple months ago when I was doing the bartending shifts at four on the weekends, or it was just Friday, Saturday nights from like midnight to 2 a.m. It was a quick two-hour yeah. little bartending gig. 
I was doing it for the reason that I first said, where it was like, you know, I love being there. It's a fun environment. I wouldn't like go to four and party on my own, but if I can work there, you know, and sling some drinks, that's fun for me yeah. and show some face and see my friends. And I'd also noticed that being out in the public light, you know, directly affected my appointments that I was booking for tattoos. Every shift I'd work, people would be like, oh my God, I've been meaning to hit you up for a tattoo. And I'd end up booking appointments. So I was like, oh man, I need Just to great. show more face, you yeah. know? But I also had the same amount of people like coming up to me going, oh, like, what are you doing here? I thought you were doing tattoos now, you know? And it almost was like discrediting me yeah. as a tattoo artist because they're like, oh, he must be hurting, like, because he's That's here it. bartending, That's you know? Like, Which is honestly a fucking shame because it should be like, damn, it's hustling. He's grinding. Yeah. Hustling. I tattooed today before I yeah. came to the, the bartending shift, you and, know? Which is like, like, I'm all for that. And honestly, like, that's why I loved it because I love to work. Like yeah, yeah. you know, I you know I host like different weddings and charity events and shit like that from you know six to twelve like at night mm-hmm. um, after I put in a full day of work. Right. You know, and and it's not that doers desperate. It's yeah, that it's not that grinding. I need the money. It's not that it's. I mean, it's good money, but it's not that I need it. Sure. But like, I like to be around people. I'm not a homebody. Right. So I might as well. I mean, they're going to be out spending money, or I'm going to be out making money, exactly. and I'd rather be out making money. Yeah. And and. I do see both sides of the coin there. Like, I do see the perception of uh, grinding. Like, there's an alehouse that just opened here. That's where I worked for two years before. And I was like, I told Paige, I said, I would love to be a bartender one day a week and just, you know, shoot the shit with people, get paid for it. Right. And yeah. I just love people. I love meeting people, love talking to them. Yeah. So if I can get paid for it, cool, make 300 bucks on a Saturday night and come home. But also, in that same sense, like you said, yeah, you did get business from it, but you also want people to know, like John is saying, I am a tattoo artist full time. Right. Yeah. And I have I'm confident in that. I'm I am making a good living in that. And you have no matter what, you have to get that perception that you are succeeding. Right. I don't care if you have 125 subs on a on a on a YouTube channel, on a podcast, you have to act like you are succeeding to give that perception that you are winning. I don't care if the house is burning down behind you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's my opinion. You know, like you always have to keep pushing. I don't care if it's a smile on your face, if you're bartending and you don't want to be there, but you're bullshitting with a client to commit right. to make a fatter tip. Um, you always kind of have to put that smile on, in my opinion, yes. and give that perception. And well, I, I think in today's world, like, and you just mentioned the word like perception. It's like the perception that you put out. So if Pete, like just taking Pete's example, yeah. is constantly still you know, posting and doing a social media thing is that just be honest, that's the world we live in. Yep. That's how that's what it is. You know, constantly focusing on that, then that's what for the most part people are gonna focus mm-hmm. on for Pete. It's yes. not him, you know, throwing up, you know, tags that he's yeah, at yeah. four on a Friday and Saturday night. He's right. in, he's out. Who cares if one guy that's probably drunk isn't gonna remember the next yeah, day yeah. If, right. if he's there or not. So you know, my advice would be like, fucking keep grinding, make those couple hundred bucks, see your friends and have fun, Right. you know, and don't worry about that one guy's perception of you because honestly, yes. your worldly perception is probably a lot yes. better than that. I so, agree with both of you because I feel yeah, like yeah. You, you both took a little bit of a different angle but making the same point. I think you were correct in the sense like perception matters and is definitely a real thing that people take into consideration. Um, but also... You have to, they don't know what your end goal is. You know, they don't see your vision. They don't know your vision. You know your vision. And if this is a part of that, you know, then I think that's okay. You can't worry about, like, I want to almost separate the word perception and, like, judgment, you know? It's okay if people are perceiving what you're doing as not what you actually meant, but don't worry about them judging you for it, you know? If they think, like, ah, Pete must not be that good of a tattoo artist if he's here fucking bartending, you know? I don't really give a fuck if they think that, you know? Because, like, I know I'm going to do good tattoos, and everyone that comes in is going to get a good tattoo. 
I don't care if this girl thinks that I must not be doing good because I'm bartending, you know? I know why I'm here bartending, and it's a marketing thing, you know? Yeah, of course. And this is working towards my end goal. And I think it's important to know the difference between, like, what, how are people going to perceive this, and am I worried about people judging me? Because I don't give a fuck if someone judges me. So that, like, it comes back full circle to, like, the whole Palm Beach thing, what I said when I first moved down there. Like, it was, you were always kind of worried, and you were here back in that day, and, yeah. like, about, like, the perception of people. And I think that's one thing that I always sort of, like, everybody's going to, you can't lie. You're, you're always going to wonder what people think about you, and you're always going to be somewhat, like, concerned. Sure. But, like, I took the approach of, like, honestly not changing who I was or caring too much and about what they thought of me and I was just me and right. and I was a new kid on the block like breaking into town and it took a while but because I stayed me and stayed true to who I was I think it finally kind of broke, broke the mold like for Absolutely. myself and because then that's as far the only as sustainable like, way to do it yeah. you can only put on a facade for so long you know exactly and it's funny you talk about um like what the end goal is like I might not have the same, I wouldn't have the same friends, the same relationships, the same opportunities now if I didn't put that time in with Rocco and on Clematis and, and at Monarchy and, and hosting these events and doing exactly. these things because I wouldn't have been in that hospitality business back yep. then and have known these guys this long since then. It was building and character and those, relationships. Yeah, yeah, and building relationships. So it, lay, yep. it did lay the groundwork, honestly, for like who I am and what I am in West Palm. Exactly. My Same thing, thing for me. You know, I, a thousand percent. I'm in a completely different industry that has nothing to do with hospitality anymore, but I wouldn't be able gotta, to do what I'm doing without my background in hospitality. Called, I, I think your business is hospitality. Part, hospitality. hospitality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to make I, it Real better. estate, to me, is hospitality. I, Anytime that you are servicing, like directly servicing like another person, whether yeah. it's to serve a drink, buy them a house. It should give be them considered tattoo, hospitality. It's hospitality. And if you're not treating it like that, you're not doing it correctly. Exactly. Because it's not about you. It's about making the client and the customer happy. But I yep. think that's every fucking job. And that's what people don't exactly. understand. That's what I don't care if you're a bagger at Publix or... Yeah. You, first off, saying. you never know who you're talking to. I was always told this at, when I played sports growing up. Someone's always watching. Someone's always fucking watching, yeah. listening. You know, someone's always in Involved, so you know, impress. Be a good person. Impress. Work hard right. because that's what I'm saying. The pull between perception is so hard because on one hand you don't want it to tear you down and pull you back, but on the other hand it fucking matters. It yeah. matters what you are in the real world in in the energy you put out. The last thing I'll say on is. I think I feel like there's a gray area between grinding, like working two jobs, working three jobs, whatever, and all eggs in one basket. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, there's a gray area there because, so say Pete, you know, he's got a art studio, he's got a tattoo studio, he's still working at four, which this is you basically six months ago, right? You're doing yeah. everything. <clears throat> or all eggs in one basket saying, I am making this happen, right? Because I feel like when you dip your toes in too much water over here... You can spread yourself thin. Spread yourself thin, and you're not going to make the tattoo thing happen because all the eggs are in that basket. Yeah. It's a fine line, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, coming from a guy that literally had eight jobs at one right. time yeah, yeah. and like thought I loved it and was good at it, like you still aren't... You're not putting enough focus into what you really want to do, what you should be doing that might get to your end goal better. But so I think a lot of learning that... how to say no too. Like I yes. learned how to do that. Like learning how to say no to different jobs or different That's appearances right. or different gigs, and and just being like, I cannot burn myself out. I need to. So real estate is my focus. It's my number one. Yeah. You know, the MC and, and hosting stuff is sort of number two. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to jeopardize my real estate career anymore for 
like for my hobby. That's it. Say. Absolutely. And I think that's an important conversation to have is get real with yourself about what are your goals, you that's know, it. and what is the end game and and what's the next step that gets me towards that, you know? Right. I'm, I, me and JoJo just had a conversation like this last night where um, JoJo's a fucking hustler, you know? She like, is, yeah. Works so hard, works a, a lot. And uh, she's also very ambitious. She's got a lot of things that she wants to do. And um, one of those being tattooing, another one being making her own clothing line and selling custom clothes. Like, she's got so many things going on that she wants to entertain and wants to move forward with. But she's also got two bartending gigs. Works at two of the best bars in South Florida, I think, that any like craft bartender would want to work at. Yep. And um, you know, both of those places love her working there as well. So she's got like so many things going for her. And she works like six days a week bartending. So it's hard for her to entertain any of these other routes or avenues that she wants to go down. But she's also burning herself out working six days a week at these bars. You know, right. she's going above and beyond every shift she works because it's the person she is. She's like doing more work than the people around her because it's just the person she is. But it also eats her up on the inside because she's like, "Fuck, you know, like I'm not reaping any of the benefits." You know, the person right next to me that's not working as hard makes the same amount as me. But the only way you change that is when you, you know, take yourself into business for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. and you're you're in a business that benefits you for the work that you're putting in. Yeah, 100%. And so we've been having a lot of those conversations of, okay, like, if you want to do tattoos, there's a very clear route for you to get there, you know? And she's been slowly making her way there. You know, she's been drawing every day for probably, like, the last year, you know, working on drawing tattoo designs and things that she wants to tattoo. She finally just got an iPad now so she can, you know, digitalize those designs and turn them into tattoo stencils. Mm -hmm. But it's something that we're constantly talking about of, like, okay, like, you've been showing your drawings to people. She's got probably a handful of people that have said now... I love that drawing. I'll let you tattoo that on me. You know, yeah. she's just zero tattoo. I said, tattoo. Her. I said her. Yeah, Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She has no tattoo experience, but yeah. she has 10 people that are willing to get tatted by her right now. Yeah. I'm like, listen, baby, you want to become a tattoo artist? You need to stop just saying, okay, thank you, you know, yeah, and reach it. out to those people, lock down an appointment, get them, yeah. get them in here, tattoo them, take a picture of that, market it, and now cross that off your list of flash art and say, hey, look, someone got this tattoo done and it was done, you know? Yeah. Right. And then you do that 10 times and now you're you're stepping in the right direction, you know? You're working towards being a tattoo artist. And even on top of that, I, my advice to her would be go into those workplaces where you make fat money because you're a great bartender and these are awesome bars and say, hey, unfortunately, I can only work four or five days a week. And so that's been her constant yeah. struggle. I'm glad you said that because that's her issue is she works five, six days a week because someone's always willing to give up a shift and she's always willing to pick it up when they give it up. So she has zero downtime. And that one day off a week she gets, she's dead and just wants to sleep. So she gets nothing done other than bartending and visioning these things that she wants to do. So last night we had like a long conversation about that of just like, look, every week let's have this conversation on this day. You know, like let's regroup. Here's my goals. This is what I want to get done for the next week. Let's hear what you want to get done for the next week. And based off all the conversations we've been having, this is what I think you should want to get done for the next week, you know? And let's regroup a week from now and see how we uh, worked towards those goals. I respect that because I don't think enough like couples and enough people talk or individuals that. or even like friends talk have an about accountability that. partner. And Hold me like, accountable. And that is one thing I always thought was sort of missing in this town, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. it is a fun town and it's a very like hospitality based town. But it's like, you know, it's great to have your core friends. It's great to like you know, have your group threads and text messages and all that. But like, sure. but at some point, like that, it it's just, it only goes so far. Totally. And like, and, and if we do care about each other, if we do want to see each other succeed, be it in our relationship with our girlfriend or boyfriend, be it with, you know, our it group can be of, best of friends. 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 Yeah, yeah right. best friends. Like it's like holding people Hold accountable, accountable and like, and ask people for that accountability. Like, Hey, right. like, you know, 
I get f- fucking joked on because I'll, I'll post pictures like in the gym. Right. But you know what? It's it's sort of an accountability aspect that yeah. I know that like it's 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 my own accountability and yeah. it's it, it's good to do because 100%. I know that, like if I'm not doing that then like something's fucking wrong. Yeah. Um, and you you may be inspiring someone without even knowing it because well, I can tell you, you are. No, you are. Right. There's days where I've seen you post pictures yeah. in the gym and be like. He was at four last night. I was yeah, at four yeah, last yeah. night. If he's at the gym, why the fuck am I not? Yeah. You know, like uh, I'm a bit of a robot. I'm a little bit yeah. of a different kind of guy, Nick. But, but that's a good. I don't that's sleep, a, but it's, yeah. I agree. You're inspiring people without even knowing it. And I know? um and I'll just like take this moment to like take it another like step further. Like I post a lot about like my faith yep. and about God. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I get a lot of people that like write back and we're like. Yeah. I needed this today, or thank you so much. Sure, my brother just passed away, and this was like helpful, or right. you know. So we even again, just talked whole, about it. People before like you got sharing you. problems. People like relatability. As yeah. I fucking always say, dude, we're all on the same kind of weird path. We all go through the same weird traumas to a certain extent, and like relatability in that fact is so true. Especially when none of that bullshit that's on social media or Instagram half the time is relatable. Real. Yeah, yeah, that's right. it. You know, so I think I think I think like the realer we can all be, and more, the more honest we can be with ourselves, and then obviously share it with with the world or our communities, because yeah. that's just the world that we're in now. Like yeah. the better off people are going to be. Like right. I don't share my political views because I don't want to get in arguments. I share my my faith views because I think that it all starts from like within and with yeah. being a good person. Yeah, and yeah. even if you don't believe in God, like as long as you believe in being a good person, like the difference between the yeah. difference between like right versus wrong, like. Holding the door for somebody, like saying like "thank you, ma'am," like "yes, sir," like yeah. I, I do that stuff to random people that I don't know because yeah. that's what's good. Like right. I, I'll say hello to people. Like Naomi, like is like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like we'll walk down the street. I'll just say hi to people. Yeah. Exactly. It's amazing, but like you never like somebody like perks up because you never know what kind of day they're going through to do that. And like yeah. you know, that's just me. It's how I've always been. That's how my dad is. My mom is, and and I love it. And it's like you want to spread that. Yeah. You might, you know how many times between friends, family, page, me, whatever, I've heard that someone giving a random compliment to someone for no Bro, other... is this the shot that you poured yeah. in? This is huge. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but but about giving a random compliment about, wow, Tony at work said I looked good today because I've been on a diet, you know, and for no reason. Or, yeah. you know, someone the other day said, wow, they're really proud of me because I am doing tattooing. Yeah. Like, the random compliments are the fucking best from a random person that's not trying to hit on you or trying to get something out of you, but just trying to say, hey, like, I'm proud of you, you know. Yeah, so like, you know, like you're doing it. Yeah, you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're doing it. You're living yeah. life. Because that reaffirmation like... means the world. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, Cheers. Dude, uh, I think I just liked this. You I, want half I, of mine? I did mine, actually. <laughs> I poured myself generous. I thought we were, uh, you know, doing it on the side here. Cheers. Side note. Yeesh. I hate gold tequilas, Pete. You're a gold tequila guy. Bro, that's like the best tequila. If I could pick any bottle of tequila. <laughs> it's good, but Paige from 123 Detour, what's up, yes. Paige? Hey, Paige, shout out, Paige. Has told me that it actually has more, and you're going myself, like more sugar than like other tequila in it. Is that ah. right? That's why it's like is it always aged? so sweet. It, what, what's this I don't know if it's... Okay, yes, yeah. I can help in this department. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Um, so Blanco, Anejo, and Reposado are like the three different Correct. Uh, yep. categories of tequila. And they're, that's the difference between all of them is just aging. It's, yeah. Um, really? Blanco is the youngest. Repo is in the middle. Anejo is the oldest. Okay. 
Um, there's different like months and years yeah. of aging that I don't want to like try and say on camera because I know it's. I actually wrong. went through like a Patron school like with the Rocco. Staff. I used to be a liquor salesman. I, know. I learned it one time, but I can't recollect it perfectly. Do you know it? Uh, I don't, and it's a shame because yeah. I got like my whole certificate and everything else. No, same dude. It's confusing shit though. It it's is. hard to recite on. It's camera. an agave plant. Right. Put it in the ground. They roast it. So. I'm tripping. Um, and all I know is you drink and it makes you feel good. Go tequila. Um, tequila is actually the only non-depressant alcohol. Alcohol. Bingo. Right. Yes. That's a big reason for the dur. Bang. The dur. All the time. <laughs> right. It's the only upper, not a downer. It is. It's the only upper. So, John, I want to talk about, and I've never honestly even heard of this club bar before, Don't Kill Me, Monarch? Monarch. Uh, uh, that was like old school, 2008, 2009. It was the first actually like house club on Clematis Street. So Clematis Street's been around for ages. Uh, what's And this was upstairs to, at that point, was just Dr. Feelgoods, which is now Pawn Shop. So Clematis Street always goes through its different, you know, turnovers and bars and nightclubs. And back then it was, it used to be Monkey Club, which I never went to because that's a lot older than me, uh, turned into Dr. Feelgoods. And which was really cool. They feel good. I, yeah. I would just go there. They had a fucking the snake that like came down over the dance floor that like blew smoke out. It was pretty. What? Bad. Yeah. Um, Molly Crew like came for the opening or whatever because like Vince Neil like had like a piece in it. What year was that? Uh, like oh eight oh nine, like around. That's there. kind of a big. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> That's it was really huge. Cool. Um, and then Monarchy, we were in was, Monarchy was uh, <laughs> upstairs. I know, it sounds like my girlfriend who's 26, so I'd bring stuff up and shit. We're the same like, age as What are you talking about? <laughs> How old was I back then? Yeah. Um, so, but it was the only, like, house nightclub, like, in West Palm Beach. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of great DJ. Oscar G just played Sunset Sessions at, at four. Like, we had him back in Monarchy, like, back in the day. So, like, wow, that's fucking Yeah, sick. a lot of, you know, like, a lot of deep fun house, and it was, like, different. And that, we actually brought, like, a lot of the Palm Beach crowd which typically, like, back then, there wasn't, like, this relationship between West Palm and Palm Beach. Like, if you lived on Palm Beach or you were a Palm Beach or even if you lived right. in West Palm, but you had, like, you would go to Palm Beach and stay on Palm Beach or you would be in West Palm. And so, like, Monarchy sort of started blending the crowds, which was mm. pretty cool. Um, we were selling, like, you know, tables for, like, five grand a piece, which was, like, crazy Nuts. for really? back then. That's insane. You know, we were, like, like had sort of like the Miami like sort of mentality. I, I worked in clubs in Miami yeah. and that's why I started working here. I, I got hired by uh, Cleve and another buddy, uh, Paul Brown. So um, it was great. I had a good two year run and then um, and then that was it. I had to pull out and try to really focus on my, my real estate career. What was your favorite thing about v selling tables and what was your least favorite thing about being VIP selling tables? There's nothing that that's not fun about that job. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What? Give, give me the honestly, honestly. <laughs> no, I'm saying because, yeah. <laughs> because like I know like kind of like the, the, the. I mean, I get the I get like it's funny like what, the, what like is, the what is like it? the bartenders are like in you know in the, the trenches, trenches all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I show up, you know, three hours later, like you know, like dressed up with a fucking VIP list, no, and, like I'm a saying. table thing, and I'm like, give me a shot, and you know, my job is to like entertain and have fun and, and yeah. party with the people, you know, right. like that's what the great part about the job is to make like have people have fun, which, right. which I like to do. So yeah. give me like a, like a, cause I literally don't know what, what's a, what's a Saturday night for, for like a, a VIP entertainer? Like so, you show up at 10. You, you yeah. Like, probably you'd show up at 10. Yeah. I don't like, honestly, like it's going to sound fucking stupid to say this, but like the art of like the doorman is like lost you know yeah. like 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 south beach you'll still have it like in some cases but that was like a fucking art like new york like you'll still have it in certain places but like yeah. the door guy was like 
you know, the big fucking deal. Like, yeah. Almost like a step good. below the manager. Like, yeah, I, exactly. He's running... Like, he controlled who was in the fucking club and yeah, like, 100%. who wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was good. It was good times. We had a... And you were the door guy. I was the door guy. Yeah. Right. The door guy. The door guy. The door guy. <laughs> the door guy. The, the no, uh, I, no, I agree okay. exactly with what you're saying. Like, the, the block has changed quite a bit, and I think the industry in general has changed quite a yeah. bit. Um, but even to the point that you were saying where, like, you were selling $5,000 tables at Monarchy, on Clematis, like, you can't, you're there not was no, no one else doing that, no. you know? And, like, up until Kachina doing that a few years ago, which didn't happen until after the renovations, you know, yeah. old Kachina Horseshoe Bar wasn't selling even $1,000. There, there, there was no tables yeah. to sell, you know? There wasn't a thing. And bottle service on Clematis really wasn't much of a thing either, you know? So to be kind of ahead of that curve, I think, says a lot also. And then to see, like, the direction that nightlife has gone since then, it's sort of weird to think how the door guy dynamic has disappeared because, if anything, bottle service and table service and all that stuff has grown. Well, I feel like yeah. it's an Instagram message now. You know what I'm saying? That's true, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. now it's a different way of marketing where it do- it's not... People sticking flyers in your windshield yeah, yeah. every weekend. Bro, that's you know? what I, I mean. I, I went to University of Miami for college, yeah. and every I mean, I worked four nights a week down in, in South Beach, and I yeah. did promotions, and it was constantly like during the days being on campus, handing out like here's a party flyers. Night bed, like you know, and right. was like flyers were like the shit. Yeah, and there's uh, no reason to print anything anymore. No, it's crazy. <laughs> but I will tell you this, and this goes to like you know, I do a lot of different events for uh, nightclubs, bars, charities, mostly now. And, like, there's nothing better than that human touch or that humor connection, the mm. human connection. So, like, at one point, like, the Facebook events were kind of, like, would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. then that fell off. Like, Instagram stuff, you could post something, but then that's not really... There is nothing that will ever replace, to me... I know this, a guy. This, like, this human connection of, like, either handing somebody a flyer, sending somebody a personal text, or right. picking up the phone and be like, yo, I need you to be at this party tonight. Right. I need the support. You know, whatever else it is. And, unfortunately, like... We continue to lose that day yeah. after day and year after year in this society. Well, I mean, I've experienced that like today. I feel like with you know we've got this event coming up on December fourth. Shameless plug again, December fourth. Come to our event this at is Fort Palm Beach. After that, so we, it's already have happened. Uh, it was a great fucking event. event. Oh, we hope you guys were there, there before <laughs> that. But anyway, December fourth, we've got this event coming up. You know, and we've been posting the flyer that was created by Four, which is a great flyer. But at the same time, we post it, and it's not like people are responding going, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there, you know? Like, we're just posting it and throwing it out in the universe. Yeah. Today, finally, we were like, hey, we better make sure we got, like, a solid squad coming to this shit. So we started reaching out to people individually and asking for confirmations, you know? And that that's what you have to do. And, yeah. like, at the end, right. like, people still want, even though it might not seem like it, even though, like, our society's going in a completely different direction with this fucking metaverse, which I don't even want to get into. Yeah. Like, people still want that touch. And right. when you give it to them because they don't ever get it, it's, like, that much more special. So, sure. like, when I'm raising money for, like, fundraising or, or different events or charities, like, around town, like directly calling somebody or sending them a, like a personal text about like what I'm doing yep. versus like inviting them to an event or sending them a generic flyer or, or whatever else is just, it's so much more powerful. And, there, and you can see it firsthand. If you have a group text like with all your friends, right? And you have that few friends that never respond or anything. If you text them separately, they'll respond. They respond yeah. right away. They respond right yeah. away. So you see that instantly because people like that. This is to you, you know, right. like this is to anyone else. This is for you exactly. Well, because there's like, it, again, it goes back to that accountability, right? Yeah. You're like asking somebody to like be somewhere and you're making them accountable now as opposed to just like sending this group message out right. where there's like, there's I no... I can slide way. into the radar. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's up. no accountability. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Good point, Dewey. Now, 
John, are you coming on Saturday? I I will be there Saturday, and you know why? Because I got a personal text from my man Pete. Pete. Yeah, that's my right. Dog. Um, it wasn't copy and pasted to every person I sent that text. Hey, to. even if you copy and paste it and you put, but if you copy if you copy and paste it and put the person's first I name there or something, Ooh, even, I should have said Jonathan. You should have yeah. said that. Instead but even of, if, it's the, if it's the one person and it's like it still means a lot more yeah. than the mm-hmm. absolutely. I'm not coming anymore. Totally. No. What's, <laughs> what's your favorite Christmas movie, John? Uh, Elf. Oh, good pick. pick yeah. Good pick. pick. And I don't know if you saw, but I think he just turned down. A, I'm just going to make a number up. It was like $20 million to like do an elf too. But he, Are he, you kidding? He refused to do it because of like the script You can't was so top shitty. the first one. No, you, well, I mean, you can do it yeah. as long as there's a good the script. script. Was shitty. I think okay. it was like $24 million. Respect. Sully wow. sent it to me. Peace out, Sully. Shout out Sully, dude. That's a good guy right there. The best, dude. So if you have a friend coming in from Montana, right, and they hit you up and they say, John, I want one good bar to go to and one good restaurant to go to in this area. What's the restaurant? What's the bar you're plugging? Oof. No well, affiliation. Yeah, no <laughs> affiliation. Well, then that's not going to count. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'd probably say, like, for, for a great night, you're going to obviously be a one, two, three-day tour. Yes, sir. And, uh, and for next door, um, Avocado Grill is one of my favorite restaurants. Shout out to Julian, yep. one of the best chefs in town. 100%. Uh, on the island is going to be great. I'm going to have to keep going here. Kachina, you don't want to miss out on Kachina. If not, I'm not going to be able to go back to these places. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really fire yeah. list. Yeah. This is like but actually this is, a great this list. This is the list. Like, if you want to get, like, okay, hey, you got a group of people coming in town. Like, yeah. you're going to hit, like, Palm Beach, you're going to hit, like, Bucan, Amoto, yeah. you know, Trevini, Lola for dinner. You're going to yeah. bounce over to Kachina. Maybe you might go to the Breakers for, like, a little bit. And then you're going to make your way across the bridge when it gets a little darker, a little dirtier. And you're going to hit one, two, three-day tour and four. Yeah. And then, depending on what like to like to be out, you out. know, then you might have hit Spazio for some of those dirty beats. Maybe Monroe's with Reed. Who knows? I know. Reed's got a standing uh, Anyone listening RCP. that's actually planning on, like, trying to... Finesse a night out in Palm Beach and West Palm Beach. That lineup that he just spit was like actually really fire. You yeah, know, that's the ideal lineup. It's crazy to me because I don't know half of these. Yeah. More, more uh, if you wanted to plan a perfect night out, do like literally seventy percent of what Dewey just said. And I only know. Well, I know that because I do that three, <laughs> three nights a week. But it's literally like that's what I'm sending out to people because I'll get yeah. people, especially like coming like season, they're like, "Hey, we're in town with the you know five people. Hey, we're in town with the, a bachelorette party. Where should right. we go? What should you do?" And there's you know, if you try to hit all of those places, you might be blacked out by the time you get yeah. to the end. So, yeah. like, you know, pick and choose what you like. But yeah. any of those options, break, break are them great. up. Break them up. If right, you're there right. for the you weekend. don't have to do all of them. That was a lot. What were the restaurants one more time? Bukan, I think, is maybe is my favorite. Bukan That's is uh, one next to the gas station. Yes, okay. you know where that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bukan's maybe my favorite restaurant um, ever. I want to say. Really? I was gonna say on Palm Beach Island, but like, it's not like there's one. What's in the, the West vibe? Palm Italian? What? What is it? It's a. It's like it's a mixed menu. Like, and they change it seasonally. They yeah. they sort of broke the mold uh, in Palm Beach. I, I think about ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, with Clay Connolly and like, uh, they just came out, and it like. It was. They were done with the white tablecloth. They had the same white tablecloth service, meaning like you know, top notch service, top notch food, drinks, Capital Grill type vibe. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But without like the pretentiousness of it, yeah, or yeah, without yeah. the stuffiness of it, because yeah. Palm Beach again was always sort of very stuffy yeah, and quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like loud and boisterous. And yeah. Adam would DJ there yeah, on yeah. Friday nights. Mm-hmm. Shout out Adam Lipson. Shout out Adam Lipson. And our New Year's Eve party at the Ben. Uh, yes, sir. December thirty first. Okay. Um, Put a link in the bio. There you go. Bank go for wherever you need to go. Just yeah. be downtown. Uh, but that's a new was, New Year's it, Eve party for you. That's a new venue. What the Ben? Yeah, we Chitty's did. We, we did it last year. 
Okay. Previous years, I guess. My last we were New at the Year's Eve party was with the Colony. Yeah, we were with the Colony Dewey. before. Yeah. Uh, Adam and I have been doing a New Year's party for the last uh, four years. And again, it's something that, like, I just like to do. Because yeah, yeah. I like to, like, be with my friends. And I like to see my friends have a good time. And yeah. even though it's going to stress me the fuck out for, like, four days prior to it. We're very similar. I'm the same way. And the day of, like, as long as, like... Every all of my friends are together and everybody's having a good time. Then yeah. find like by the end of the day, like I'm happy. I will have had a good time. It's yeah. weird. It's trippy yeah. because I get happiness through watching them get fucked up and have fun. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'll get fucked up and have fun yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. just like you know, yeah, yeah. like it's I don't mind the plan. Like I'm good at playing. I'm good at organizing. Yeah. I'm doing all that. But yeah, so um, you're very good at what you do, Dewey. I enjoy. It. I feel like every friend group needs that guy though. You know, like you need that guy to be like. All right, we're doing this this year, and this is what's going on. Yeah. The Ben, I'm so excited to go there. JD's my, my one of my best friends. I'm his best man at his wedding. He's getting married there in March. Nice. He's getting married at the Ben? At the Ben, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That's and cool. So give me a, because I don't know West Palm. Is it right next to, like, um, ER Bradley's? Where is it in relation to Remember that? where World of Beer used to be? No. Okay. Um, that's not a good, like, I remember where like, World of Beer. Yeah, but that's. It's right next to it. It's behind it. It's yeah, like, exactly. So All if right. you knew where it was, you could say it's behind it. So it's right go, in oh, front. Yeah. It's right in front of like the marina downtown in West Palm. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if a boat. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Come on. And right before the North Bridge, going over to like. Katrina I get you. Like I get that. you. I get you. So, so it's like it's a, it's a great hotel. It's an autograph collection by the Marriott. They have a beautiful like rooftop, so you look out over the intercoastal and the breakers and the ocean. So you, it's really the only water view besides the canopy now, like water view bar or. Like hotel per se, besides the breakers, and okay. then of course you have Bradley's, which Bradley's, is a staple, yeah. but which is like amazing to me that West Palm doesn't have more things on the water. I mean, Jupiter does; they're just not the real estate. Jupiter port. really doesn't. Jupiter, Jupiter has Jupiter they just Beach did all Resort. That shit on Love Street. No, right? but I mean they got the stuff on Love Street, which oh, I love. Oh, but I don't. So I don't. I call it the water. Then at the beach. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean just being on the but water. But that shit's blo- yeah. that, that shit's blown up the fuck. To, you know the, yeah. that it's oh my god. I love god. the beacon. But I think that's yeah, a big yeah. part of it is the location yeah, yeah, yeah. and being right on the water like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I forgot we were. I'll but, tell you what. I'll tell you what I want to get to. Uh, I want to get a group of investors and start opening up wedding venues. I'm telling you guys, the amount of money that goes into weddings is ridiculous. It's a ton because I work a lot of weddings and I work with a lot of event planners and we've gone throughout the city to like do this. And it's like, it's virtually impossible because the the, the prime, so take for instance, West Palm Beach, like right. that prime real estate there, like right north of uh, Bradley's and, and the little park there. Right. Yeah. That's Florida Crystal's. So like they you're talking, yeah, they own that building, you know. So, what I mean? so wait, hold on. I know, I know. Do you know what he's talking about? Yeah. That little vacant building that that's what they use as yeah. for event space. So, but like, and then you've got which is that exactly what you're talking you've got about? Phil, you have Philip, no, you have Phillips Point that's there. That's like, I mean, meaning like all the all the big all the buildings along the waterway are all commercial office space because which is crazy to me. Well, because it's like Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, like these big corporations, you know, financial institutions that can afford that kind of rent. Right. Like even more than like a restaurant could afford because a restaurant's not going to generate that much money. Right. Uh, but you are going to get some more restaurants along the waterfront. We have a huge influx of restaurants that are coming here, um, which is great. You got Joe Stonecrab that's coming up. You've got Milos. Um, Mr. Chow's coming. You got Harry's from New York. All, where's all, the, where's all this all, going? It's all coming into West Palm and Palm Beach. Where? Uh, various venues up there. So 360 Rosemary, which is next to the West Palm Publix, is going to have uh, Harry's uh, Steakhouse out of New York. Cool. Um, and that Phillips Point. I th- one Flagler just announced. I think that's where... I don't know if it was 
I think that's where Joe's is going, which is going to be the new big tower before you go over the middle bridge. So oh, our nice. city is like growing. on the come up. Yeah, yeah it fuck is yeah. sick. So getting back to an original question from this, from for the younger guys and everything else, don't be intimidated by the housing prices now. Mm. If you can and you want to and you, and you have the means to do it, do not overextend yourself because that's what I did. Yeah. But get into something, even if it's two hundred grand or three hundred grand, and it's not great. Like you don't need great. You know, you're building equity and you're you're obtaining an asset, and then slowly renovate it, and then get Nick to, to come and do Bango. it. Bango. Hey, but good like shit. you know, like get get in. It doesn't have to be the best house or the best condo or whatever else. It's a fucking place. Location. And and the way that this city is going, it's. It ain't stopping. It ain't stopping. You can't find rentals right now for people downtown. Uh, I looked for a guy this morning under four thousand dollars. There was three places in all of downtown. What? Fuck, dude. For one, one. Everything else is rented out. For uh, just in general. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's crazy. So let me ask you something, and uh, this might be like the question that you were just answering, but just put in simpler terms. For a person right now, like shopping for a place, you know, to buy a home, to buy a condo, to buy an apartment, whatever it is, because the market is so high right now, you're not saying it's not the time to buy? I'm not saying it's not the time to buy at all because interest rates are so low. So Mm -hmm. you might look at it like a little bit more expensive down payment or like, but your, you know, your monthly payment is almost the same as when it was when interest rates were Mm -hmm. at like, you know, high threes, 4%. It balances Do you understand that teeter-totter? Because it took me a while to understand it. I I didn't until someone put it like that. Because when the interest, people don't understand this. When the housing prices are low because business is slow and the interest rates are high, it's a teeter-totter. Yeah. So it evens out. If the housing prices are high but the interest rates are at fucking 2.3% or some crazy shit like that, it evens out. So people don't understand that. Like, Because I always thought, wow, you're buying so high. But if your interest rate is low... And that's the conversation that's happening today. And you're locked into that interest rate for hopefully 15 to 30 30 years. years, Yeah, But that's the conversation that people are having right now is going, why are you buying right now? The market's so high. Or I I can't sell right now because there's nowhere for me to go. Well, actually, no. You take the equity that you've built over the last few years, like if you're in a different age bracket, let's just say, and you move up. Because you can now move up into a different category of home, into a larger home. And that's and untaxable have, income as well. You know, well. You, know, like you got to so. get out of that tax roll. And so I mean, now is not a to- bad time to buy a house just because the market is high, right? Correct. No, but it's hard because for us people, our, our age bracket is a perfect example. Right. 26 to 30 years that's old. That's who we're speaking right? to right 26 now. to 30 years old. Dude, to fork up for a fucking five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars $800,000 house is a fucking... Heavy dick load to put put down on a house. Right. So you tell know, me the justification. But you don't have to like necessarily have to go to that five or six or seven hundred thousand. Like look a little where, bit. Where you find it? Look just, a little bit. This, I would love for you yeah. to tell me in this area from I would say Jupiter to West Palm Beach, being as north. Where are you finding on the east side of ninety five a house under five hundred thousand dollars? There you go. Right there. You just said it. Yeah. Why do you have to be just on the east side of ninety five? You can be in you can be in the villages down in West Palm Beach where you're still only twelve minutes from downtown and be, you know, in a three and a four hundred thousand dollar home. So Which is pretty much start, me right now. Start breaking like start breaking Barely that, that mindset of where like you have to be because I'm gonna tell you what, there's no more land. There's no more Nothing. inventory. Yeah, so only thing that's gonna happen is north and south and <laughs> and west. 
So that's why Northwood has blown up over like the last like year because yeah. things are moving there. Yeah. That's why you've got these huge communities that are getting built further out west. So you might as well get ahead of the curve if that's where you're at and that's your price point. Don't be mad about it. You know, if your price point is a $200,000 condo, like grab it up because it's probably what you're going to be paying in rent. Yeah. That was well said, Dewey. I really like that. This is just to play devil's avocados. Please do it. Because <laughs> I work with my dad who, as I told Pete over the last four years, has made me think because I am the guy that says, oh, you see that guy? Go buy it. Go, go do it. I'm the, I'm the quick buyer. Right? Yeah, let's hear it. Right. He's the guy who puts cash under his mattress. Fuck everyone. I'm going to take 10 weeks to, to make my choice. Okay. I don't want to put into a $500,000 house and something happened in the next two years and like you happened 12 yeah. years ago. Sure, yeah. That goes from a $500,000 investment to a $200,000 investment and I lose everything. And I think that's what's haunting a lot of people our age. Like that's what my sister's worried yes. who's two years older than us. And I feel like because we were children of that recession. Right? So then you know what? That's what's haunting me right now. Yeah. So then you know what? You take some of that money, you take half of that money and you go invest it into something else. You go invest it into some sort of other real estate fund, or you go invest Cryptocurrency? In, not crypto. <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't know about crypto, so I won't speak on crypto. But like, I'll be honest, like I put my money now into uh, other startups, other like, you know, adventurous things that at least I know that, you know, I'm building some homes out in Colorado right now where the market's great, mm. where I'm not having to put, you know, $100,000 down and then have a, a monthly mortgage but I can invest money into it and then make money off of that later. Correct. So you don't necessarily have to buy a home. I'm not telling you that you do. I don't own my home right now. I rent in a condo building. Because, That's what I wanted to hear. Because I like rent. Like I don't necessarily like that I like renting, but I like being in a condo building. I like the camaraderie of coming down the elevator every morning, security. saying what's up. Yeah, having the security, saying hi to the door people. You know, having things delivered. This is downtown West Palm. This is downtown West Palm. Yeah, Um, you can walk out your door and also go to breakfast, lunch, and dinner at any place you want. Yeah, it's perfect. And hopefully, not spend twenty dollars on breakfast. You will morning, but (laughs) because because I'll tell you what, my plan coming up this next year is. I mean, I have a different skill set. I'm a contractor, so it's kind of a different like ball that game I'm playing. But I want to buy a duplex or triplex. I want to buy a shit box, an absolute dumpster. I want to renovate it. I want to live in one and rent the other two out. Yeah. In two years, I want to fucking... I'll take one. Yeah, yeah. I want to rent... I was going to say, you're, at least you can choose your neighbors. But, well, that's it. And then I want to rent the third out. I want to take that passive income and I want to put it into another property. Yep. I want to do that. And Because at this point, I'm playing the long-term game. I don't want the the five hundred or $800,000 house now. I kind of want the... Um, I'll live the way I want to live for the next few years or five years, and then I want to buy the million five dollar house, fucking ten years down the road. You know I, what I'm saying? I 100 agree, brother. Like, yeah. like I told you, my money goes to not material things, and and it's funny because I do sell real estate, and like I believe in the American dream about having a home and everything else. But this is my, and again, it goes back to perception about what. This is my personal choice. Yeah. I choose to take the money that I earn and. I give a lot of it back to our community, and then I like to invest in different things that can produce a different outcome down the road for me mm-hmm. to where I'm not having to pay out a monthly stipend of mortgage. Yes, I'm paying rent to a corporation, but there's peace of mind in that because I can lo- lock my door and even not lock my door and go to Egypt for two weeks. Like yeah, I just right. Did. <laughs> you know, like I can just bounce yep. and go away when I need to, or if my family needs me for, for something, I can, I can go away. And not have to worry about a pool guy, a long guy, and everything else. It's, and that's also because I'm not, a, I'm not a homebody. Yeah. So why have a home? Like, be real with yourself. If you are a person that stays home all the time, 
Buy a fucking house. Dude, Put your I money in, in what you're in what you do. This if is you're such a person a good that point. doesn't stay home, why the fuck do you need a home? Like yep. I don't need a fucking home. Preach, I get the house. I get the house sit for for friends once in a while. They'll ask me to. Like dog sit because it helps me not have to buy a dog for Naomi. In a five thousand <laughs> square foot house, and they got two people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is great for four days, but give me the fuck out. Yeah, sure. That's my condo that like I walk in and out of, and yeah. you know, eight times a day, and don't have yeah. to worry about shit. Like right. that's that, but that's me. You know, everybody should do. But when you themselves. buy a condo, you also have assessments. Like I work, and in that's why, here. and that's again. One of the reasons I think the condo market's obviously like shot up in its lot, and then you pay for HOAs, and you have an assessment. Correct. So, and that's that monthly, you know, over that monthly nut beyond your mortgage and everything else that yeah. sometimes is like, you know what, I'm good. And I like to move. Well, I like different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever lived anywhere besides South Florida? Uh, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. I moved down in, when I was 18 to University of Miami. Lived on campus, and then had a bunch of houses there. How was that? That's a whole different podcast. What's, what's the song yeah. that we used to play at one two three for the Miami games? Oh, the um, We Them Boys. We Them Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it in the background yeah, right now. Put it in the back. Big classic. So I lived there. I went home my freshman year of college, and I worked in Ocean City, Maryland. I was a cook. In uh, in Ocean City, which if nobody knows Ocean City, it's like kind of like a uh, like a, a very like just vacation beachy sort of blue collar town. That like is, a Sanibel. Yeah, it's from it's from no Sanibel's nice. It's from like <laughs> it's from like June to August. Like a bunch of Europeans come in, they run the town, and it's where everybody like flushes to during the summer to like you know cut loose for a few weeks. And you were a cook. It's all college. I was a cook because. Where are I was, you whipping up? Everything, dog. <laughs> so I was I was a cook because he every, said everything. Dog? So much of cuisine, everything. Everything. everything so dog? I'll get it. because I because I was in Miami, I didn't get a chance to like go down there in the spring to like interview or get like a server job or a busboy job. Yeah. And so all my buddies that I moved into this house with all had you know great jobs, and I ended up having like an eight dollar an hour fucking job as, <laughs> as a cook. And I'm like, well, I've got to take it. Yeah. So I started off at like salads, and moved up to sandwiches, then went to like the um, the broiler, then then went to the oven, and then went to the grill. And by the end of the summer, I was like running the line. I'm chef like, Durr. Chef Durr. <laughs> and, and we were doing like you know five fifty to like seven hundred dinners a night. I mean, it was intense. As yeah, fuck. that's a lot. I'm, I'm nineteen years old. And just like sweating, running the lines, running the lines, yeah. smoking cigarettes in the back. Yeah. You know, sick. Okay, you were you were full kitchen, yeah. full kitchen staff. And yeah. then, but and here comes like that hustle aspect. I would like the manager like loved me. I was like the youngest kid like working there, and yeah, and um, and I'm like I want I need to make more money. Like this is not gonna pay my rent for yeah. the summer. So then I started getting like host jobs. Then I started getting like busboy. Like I was picking up shifts wherever I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then like, I just remember like every time I would get home, like my buddies would like be done working and everybody like be partying at the house. And I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> Take two beers in the shower, chug two beers. <laughs> and then, you know, then I'd be ready for like the night and then you party from, you know, 12 to five and then you go do your day. And that, so that was Ocean City, Maryland as a college kid. Oh yeah. After that summer, I never went back to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> That's so funny. John, two shower beers and you're good to go. I don't need to know the name. I don't need you to plug a a bar or restaurant. Who makes which bartender, if you can give a name, makes the best drink in this? You can also plug a bar or restaurant if you would like to. (laughs) Oof. If you were to have a 
Barologist? What? Mixologist? Mixologist. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I know I, I made a lot of skinny margaritas yeah. at four for you, bro. You did make a lot of If you feel like skinny. naming a specific yeah. person, you could. I could. And here's where I I'm could. Here's <laughs> where... <laughs> um, so tequila is like what I drink. Yeah. And now it's skinny margaritas is what I drink. Yeah. It's yeah. like the big joke. So if I try to order anything else, like everybody yeah. freaks out. Yes. Um, like if there's something wrong yeah. with me. We didn't make him a skinny margarita today, I will uh, say that. I know. I'm a little disappointed again. Sorry, dude. Uh, but I got to say, dude, you got to give it up for my man Tyler. Hey. That makes the... the one, 80, two, three? The, yep. 80, yeah. the 86er... Margarita, this this the skinny margarita for me that is okay beyond perfection. What 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 is in that? So eighty sixers like like how skinny like from like one to hundred. Let's just say like you know like eighty sixers gonna be like super tart like super like and depending on like what kind of day I had like what kind of like strength I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I'd be like I'd be like Tyler, like, give me like ninety two, like you know like oh, okay, bro, okay. you know okay. I'd be like give me eighty six. So this is custom. And I'm like hey, I'm like give me an eighty sixer. He's like I got you. Wow. So I'm gonna give up the eighty sixer for Tyler. That's good. But, you know, just out of respect. But don't try to go order that at your local bar. No, you do it especially. You know, no you, one's you gonna will, know what the you fuck you're talking to, about. You will never be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because a margarita, this is for a non bartender, is yeah. sour. Yeah. Orange juice. Mm-hmm. Tequila. Yeah, yeah. Sour is like the controversial thing. You know, if you go to a place like Ale House, yeah, you order well, that's margaritas. That's where I fucking work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, that's why yeah, I said yeah, yeah, yeah. it. If you order a margarita at Ale House, yeah, you're gonna get like tequila, sour mix, orange juice, orange juice, shake it, put it yeah, in a glass. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys? You go to like a classy establishment. Yeah. What kind of tequila do you prefer? Yeah. You know, and then it's like it might be the fucking brown stuff, Nick, which a yeah. lot of people like. Fuck the believe brown it or stuff. not. You know, sour and... mix is not a thing. No, it's so lemon lime, fresh lemon, fresh lime, and tequila. Right? That's it. And then like then typically like agave. Yeah. Right. That's what. That's what. Fuck is agave. That's what I'm saying. That's what sweetens it. But it's like it's a lot fresher and better. Is it simple sugar? Like what is agave? It's a plant. Okay. No agave syrup. Okay. Well, it's a plant first that they turn into a syrup. Herb. You know. See, that's a restaurant. Herd corner. Yeah. Herd. Herd. Yes. Good job. Behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta pee so bad. I know I said I wasn't gonna do this, but can we do it? Yeah, we can do it. I gotta pee, bro. Sorry. John. The last thing I want to talk about, and it's a little bit on a more serious note, my sister asked this on the last episode, and I thought it was such a good question. What is one thing people underestimate about you and one thing uh, people yeah. overestimate about you? That was a good one. Wow. It's a tough question. That's deep. Um, underestimate about me? Yeah. Yep. And over. Take your- I, I, I guess my resilience, but at the same time, I don't think that they do. And like again, I'm I've I'm talking about underestimating. You're talking about underestimating. Yeah. What does and, that mean, resilience? Um, just to keep pushing through and persevering after you know heartache, after you know loss, after ups, after downs, and and keep going. But yeah. I say that, and look, guys, I'm I'm 39 years old, mm-hmm. right? And I came to like a piece. You're hot for thirty. And I'll give you I came to like a piece of resilience with myself like <laughs> okay. a few years ago, that um, I finally like. What people like, probably better what people don't know about me, is, I had so many insecurities. Even like moving downtown. Even like being the guy in the scene. Even like doing great. Even having fun and being the guy that people go to, like. That doesn't mean you don't have insecurities. And I probably had the most out of a lot of people 
because I was like, what's it for? Or just wasn't there with myself. In what manner? Socially? Uh, so, physically? Like, so, so, socially. Um, but it was, it was things that I dealt with on my own. And so I don't think it's what people underestimate about me because I don't think people underestimate me that much. Yeah. And I say that because I fucking earn the right. To action, say I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. That's perfect. And, and, you know, but I finally like got to like a place and, and I'll say this to like your viewers that are in a different age bracket probably sometimes mm. is just be true to yourself. Like, like, be real. And if you're fucking sad, like, tell people you're sad and mm. let them get you through it. If you're happy, be happy. But, like, don't ride the wave and the highs and the lows. Like, ride, like, in the middle. Yeah. And I went through such a, like, a hard time that nobody knew about. I mean, a lot of my closer friends do now and, and so forth. And Sure. Um, but... When was this? Um, Probably between 25, 28 and, like... 33, okay. 34, 35. That's yeah. not a short window. No. no. And, um, you know, I came from a very diverse family, and that's, like, Correct. again, everything else. But um, but they're all loving and everything else. So I always felt love in my life. Like, I've always felt the people connection and the love. So yeah. when you feel that, and then all of a sudden, like, you don't feel that, mm-hmm. you're kind of, like, embarrassed about it or, like, what the fuck's the matter with me? Sure. You know? Like, Internalize. And yeah. And it's, like, so I, I guess I always felt like a lot of people didn't know me as well or, like, didn't connect with me until I was open and honest with, like, some of the shit that I went through and was yeah. going through. I was in a bad car accident, like I told you guys earlier, mm-hmm. where, it, like, you know, I have chronic back pain. Like, I'm not comfortable at any moment, at any minute of any day. Like, not comfortable. Like, sitting yeah. here, like, my back fucking hurts. Like, I always want to, like, stretch and shit like that. But, like, yeah. I finally got to a point where it's like, this is what I am, you know, and what it is. It could be a lot worse. Correct. Yep. And, um... So it, it, I don't think it's like underestimating. I think it's like, you know, a lot of times we don't know people's like full backgrounds or like what they're actually dealing with or what they're coming from. And especially after these last two years in this world and what we're dealing with now is, is you know, open, being open, being honest, having accountability, mm-hmm. talking to your friends, your best friends, your girlfriend, you know, your crew of friends it is more important than ever. This like the human yeah. interaction right now is more important than ever, and, and that's what we have to keep doing. So like with your podcast, like what I would suggest is what you're doing now. Keep going, keep pushing, keep connecting with people, keep showing people's honesty and realness because we don't mm. get enough of that. Yeah, Correct. you know we're shoveled with just hatred and division all the time, instead of what. Honestly, I think our reality is, mm. which is love and compassion and inclusion and family. Like, I'm, we're in downtown West Palm Beach, and we have all different types of people, races, ages, income levels, um, ethnicities, religious beliefs. But we all get along. Yeah. That's our reality in our world, not what the fuck that, that we're Everyone seeing. Everyone see. Dude, I know. Fucking that was fire. 
Dude, people don't fucking understand. The world is such an amazing fucking place, bro. It's so beautiful. You go out to a restaurant or a bar, you'll sit at next to people or on a cruise or whatever it is, and you'll talk to the most amazing people. You'll laugh, you'll fucking whatever. It, it, it's so fucking awesome. But when you see on Facebook, Instagram, fucking the news, on the TV, whatever it is, makes you believe that this is corrupt. Everyone's trying to do something against you or, or not agreeing with you. It's so bad because sometimes, like, my preconception of, like, when I look up guests before they come on, I want to judge them. Yeah. Be like, someone's going to be about X or someone's going to be about Y. Someone's going to be pretentious or someone's going to be over the top or whatever it is. And then every time I'm proved wrong. Why do I have that pre-notion in my head? That's what pisses me off, you know? It's because I scroll through 10 pictures and I'm like, okay, this guy's X, Y, Z, or this girl's this, this, this. And it's sad because I feel like a lot of people feel that way. We have this perception of people, we meet him in the real world, we're like, wow, dude was dope, you yeah, know? Right. Like, John, dope person, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and more people need to realize it. They need to feel that, that fucking connection, and that's what we're trying to do here yeah. locally. Now, what's one thing people overestimate about you, you think? Ooh. Um, overestimate probably... how much I work, which is kind of weird to say too, yeah. because it's like, you know, I've found a way to like get my own time in, like work more efficiently and, 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 yeah. and, and better, you know, like, you know, smarter than, than harder, even though I still work hard as fuck. Of like, course. You, you know, you'll last Pete, like I'm the last guy in the bar half the time, but I'm the first guy up in the morning and at the gym and like and right. doing everything else. 100%. Like, you're able to like, after this many years and figuring it all out, because I've done this for so fucking long, I've been the same person again for the last 20 years, mm -hmm. you know, you're able to, to figure out how to do it and how to work it. That balance. And that balance and, you know, being, again, like we talked about earlier with like different jobs and, and being able to say like no once in a while, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and not killing yourself so that way you can get some of that downtime because we all need it. Yep. Even though I don't think I do. Even now at 39, like I realize like I need a little more sleep probably sometimes. Yeah. I don't realize it until the very end of the week, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but you know, that that's that's what it is to me. How'd you meet your girl? Uh, we met at Avocado Grill, actually. Shout, Shout out, out Julia. I've never been to Avocado Grill. Is it she fire? Was, she was yeah, it's great. Yeah? Was, Let's go was, soon. She was bartending there, and I walked in, and Julian's like one of my best friends. Yeah. Avocado Grill is fantastic. He's a chef. Yeah. He's a sick DJ. Him and Adam. He DJs and that. chefs? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, and like Little German and Leo, like this was like my crew like when I first got into West yeah. Palm. So, but yeah, everyone's I, super successful now. <laughs> walked into uh, walked in Avocado Grill like one day. This is how she tells it. I won't tell it how I tell it. Okay. So I'll show. What was your move? Come the on. Naomi, Naomi I walked version. in Avocado Grill and it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a Friday. But I was there to see Julie. Like, is this a bar? Is this literally a bar? He's it's, walking. A, it's a I restaurant. I mean, it's a restaurant that does brunch. It was 11 It's like 11 Lenore's Altered. But it was that's on a Friday, early. guys. It was a Friday. It's still early. And I was like, hey, he's like chef here. And like, I guess I like walked in. And she, like, she like saw it's me chef in the mirror. Here. She was like, who's this asshole? You know, walking who's in here. And I'm like, devil. sit down. And I'm like, I'm waiting for chef. I was like, can you need a beer? And she's like, it's 11.30 in the morning. And I'm like, what? It's a fucking Friday. You Peroni, know? please. Yeah. Hey. You got you to gotta, you gotta have a little hair of the dog. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
So, and then, uh, and then I saw her again a few weeks later, and then we started. Game over. So was your move like the game hey, over? Was when I walked in the first time. Hey, oh shit! It's been like eight years ever since. Did it. did you have like a pickup line? Was like, hey, I seen you a few weeks ago. How? There's no pickup line needed here, Nick. Hey, <laughs> I love that, man. Dude, I love you, man. Well, John, my dog. love you guys too, dude. Thank you for coming on. Thank um, you for having me. I'm so happy everyone's got to see like John. Not behind the scenes, but who the fuck John or the Durr the really is. Um, and uh, I'm so excited to continue to see you succeed, man. I, yeah, uh, for sure. I think I just love fucking pe- good people winning. I yeah. just love watching that. Why not? And I know you're one of those good people. I feel um, like the feelings mutual, fellas. Thank you thank so you much, brother. man. Appreciate thank you guys. Uh, if you guys want to buy a house, if you want to talk about buying a house, if you want to look into someone who's buying a house, if you want anything to do with fucking buying a house, Hit up, John. Yeah. Or if you want something to do with buying a t-shirt, um, we also know a person for that. Picasso.com. Picasso.com. We just dropped a whole new launch of uh, podcast merch. Are you slinging dick? Because I'm a dick slinger. He's a dick slinger. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a lubber deck. I've got yeah, two of my yeah. shirts back That's there. That's right. And even if you don't want to buy or sell a house, like you want to talk to somebody about any of that real That's estate correct. stuff, yes. like, I'll, I'm here to help you to help out and just like these guys are to help out about what they do yeah. and about contracting and like you don't have and that's the other thing is like you don't have to people are scared to like call people and yeah. ask for things these days where it's like if you just have a question like just call somebody yeah. like pick up a fucking phone and call somebody if you have right. a question about a renovation like I get a phone. million of those calls a week and I'm okay with it yeah like listen cause it's gonna be business down the road but like someone's asking about X or Y or Z or and you know if you're a good person to them like if someone's giving you a cold call out of nowhere about an opportunity or something on a house if you're a good person they're gonna buy the house from you later on or they exactly and that goes back to the point i think that we've talked about this whole entire podcast is like just be a good fucking person, person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah build the relationships yeah. be a good person Drink you never know when it's gonna benefit you yeah. amen brother um john you are the dur on instagram the dur the dur guys uh seriously if you have any questions about anything to do with real estate, please hit up the Dur on Instagram. We will tag all his stuff in here. Thank you guys for watching, listening, viewing, and subscribing. We still have the merch on our website. If you guys want to buy and support, it means the world to us. We will see you guys next week. This is John Dur. Uh, cry with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pour juice inside the soda, turn it over, watch it sing. Yeah. Sometimes it might be purple, sometimes it might be that pink. Probably roll that purple diesel, that shit cute and let my lips. But I really like that Cali, cause that shit don't make me trip. Uh, rather flip a boat, nigga, I still serve a zip. I remember being broken, I was down bad on my dick. And she used to call me Ali, now the shawty let me hit. Wait, well, maybe it's just Polly, got a nigga confident. Uh, remember all them dreams that I had when I was legit. They're like, yeah, I love the streets, but I'm still gonna go legit. Cause you know I need that German with that brand new fucking tip. Fell in love with them foreigners, watching a nigga girl step. Got me feeling like I'm hardened, cause I'm plugged in with the breath. Let, like, if you touch me wrong, you might get hit with this tech. Let them birds fly like a nigga causing rest. And I swear they broke my heart when I seen them all. That shit it made me strong, now I'm right back on my best. Like, like bitches, leave me alone while I get linked on this tech. Like, like little bitches, leave me alone, lest you gonna try that neck. Like, little bitches, leave me alone, lest you talking about a check. check, check. Boy, deuces out of soda, turn it over, watch it sing. Yeah, sometimes it might be purple, sometimes it might be that pink. Probably roll that purple diesel, that shit cute like my legs. But I really love that Cali, cause that shit don't make me trip. Boy, deuces out of soda.
how to turn it over, I just say Yeah, sometimes it might be purple, sometimes it might be that pink Probably roll that purple diesel, that shit cute like my lips But I really love that Cali, cause that shit don't make me trip yeah.